0: What do you want? You're locked on to The Big Show. Presented by Big O' Tires.
1: Just doing it big, you know.
0: Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big hmm. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the big show. It's
2: a big show. Is
0: everybody ready? Monday,
2: Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. <laughs>
3: Carrier Zone Studios here at Vivint Arena. We'll bypass the rest because uh, we're, <laughs> we're waiting for media availability to start with uh, potentially Donovan Mitchell. And uh, we're in the... Uh, Coach will be first, but we're in standby mode, which means it could be now or it could be several minutes from now. So we'll let you know. Austin wearing his uh, Fightin' hands shirt today. Proud University of Delaware Fightin' hands. Looking good, buddy. Gordon always uh,
4: wonders if I wear the shirts he gives me, and so I make sure to wear them when he's in studio.
3: I see that that is a a champion shirt, because I I have one as well, and it's, it's like, I don't know what they, I don't know if they make it with like yarn made from an angel, but it's like the softest shirt ever made. Yeah, it's like extra love in every thread. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I don't know. I don't know what they. Maybe it's. it's they make amazing sweatpants. The too. way they 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 manufacture. I don't have a lot of Champion stuff, but right? that that is a very soft shirt. Yeah, the the sweatpants I have of Champion, it's like wearing Charmin for pants. It's very soft. Nice. Well, that's well, that's good. Too much? Maybe maybe a touch. Maybe a touch too much. Uh, Gordon is here, manhandling some headphones. Everything gets tangled up
5: sometimes. <laughs>
3: How you doing, buddy? Long time no see. Yeah. I saw you yesterday. I did. You were nice enough to uh jump on for the pregame show. Appreciate that.
5: Well, you know, I figured somebody needed to keep it afloat. Hey, hey. No, no, don't you come guys, out swinging no, like that. No, you guys do, do a great job. Um, it, it was fun.
3: Playoff, uh, playoff atmosphere around here is great. I know it wasn't the outcome that uh, a lot of folks were hoping, and we'll talk a lot about that uh, today. But it was fun to have uh, playoff basketball back in this building. And even though uh, the heavens unleashed during the pregame show, which we did outside, um <laughs> We yeah. made it through. It was a, a unique experience. Now I've got to ask Austin about this. We're still in the hold, right, Austin? We're still we're still holding. Um, Austin was listening because he was coming in playoff overtime. Listen to it, love it, Austin and Johnny Lightfoot. But he was coming into the game. Whitney was coming too, and uh, and you guys were in the car. Coming in, listening to the show, and you could hear the mighty uh, uh, Zeus lose his temper in the background.
4: Yeah, we heard the Thor hammer being struck several <laughs> times. And not only that, but the rain hitting the roof of above,
3: you, above yeah. you is very zen. It oh, was very goodness. nice. Oh, that's exactly what you're looking for. Did you think
4: we show. got struck? It, well, I, I would see it, and then the 20-second delay, and
3: I'd like count it down in my head. <laughs> Five, four, oh, there it is. Yep. I felt so bad. For the the poor fans, and because it was out of your car, dead sprint to the front of the building because yeah. there was no there was no casually walking along. I mean, and it, it, you know it was it was something. That, it was hail at one point. Well, it's it's wasn't it really. I it thought was. you were exaggerating. No, that was hail. Bit. That was one
5: hundred percent hail. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with a leisurely stroll in the rain on occasion. But that was a deluge. This was, was, was not that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people were hurrying on in, blowing right by us as the lightning was firing overhead. But we we stuck it out.
3: I did feel bad for the folks who like to, you know, uh, use attending jazz games as kind of a, a fashion expression. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that out there where people put on their finest, you know, to go to the go to the game and uh, it,
5: it, wet.
3: Head to toe going in.
5: Yeah, it it it, it you know it kind of flattens the hair. Yeah,
3: but um, anyway, a lot yeah. of that, a lot of that, the clothing there is dry clean only. You know, works. but I like the wet look. Do you? Yeah, you, you dig that? Yeah, that's a good by me. Eh? That's a thing. Yeah. You kicking Lisa out of the house in a <laughs> downpour, <It's>
5: just... <laughs> honey, here yeah. it comes. Yeah, it's a big rain. So run around the block real quick. No.
3: Well, uh, But I did feel bad for the folks. Uh, I'm sure they had a fine time at the game, but getting from the car to the front door. And it seemed like the worst. Did wor- they have
5: a fine time at the
3: game? Well, I don't know. But it seemed like the worst of it, this this was the worst part. Like, when, when you and I came up before the, the pregame show started, it was drizzling a bit. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all that bad. And then during the, like, maximum get in the building time. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a, yeah. a, a nightmare, and then uh, loosened up quite nicely <laughs> <laughs> right before tip off. The, the skies, the clouds parted, and the sun came out. Now, now this all makes Woo. it all makes sense. Let me bring this full circle as we continue to uh, tread water before media availability with uh, Coach Snyder. It all makes sense because during this this downpour. This this anger coming from the heavens, that was hail. I don't know what planet you were on, but at one point, <laughs> hail was coming down. Who was coming to the game? Austin Horton,
5: everyone. Hi. When the hail was co- Boy, you make that shirt look good. <laughs> Austin
3: <laughs> Austin comes to a jazz game actually comes to a lot of them so maybe the logic doesn't apply. But not but as a, a an attendant. As usually, usually right. yeah. Usually in a work capacity and this was kind of a work capacity. I mean, It, it
4: was our first date night since our daughter was born. It was
5: terrific. Really? See, really? It kidding. was terrific
3: to see Whitney. It, it was good to see Whitney. She looks good,
5: right? Give yeah, her a big does. hug.
3: Yeah, she she sees Get me. in here, Whitney. It was good. She seems like she's doing great. Yeah, it was great.
4: It she was said great. you complained to her, Gordon, that you're always the last to know everything. I am.
5: <laughs> I was the last. Well, uh, yeah, I, I am. Oftentimes, I am.
4: But yeah, I was on my way, and uh, I probably cursed the weather. That was probably me. Yeah,
5: I
3: mean, Austin's coming out first first date in several years. How old's Harper now? She'll be three in
5: August. Yeah, so uh, so it's going to be a weather event. Yeah, we should have just counted on that. Could, could we? We would appreciate a complete calendar. So that we can know when you're uh, going to do things. All right, let's get to coach. Here's uh, Jazz head
3: coach Quinn Snyder.
6: Hey, Coach. Um, what went into um, What went into the decision to uh, make Donovan available for for game two on Wednesday, and and how do you guys expect it to affect affect you guys on the floor?
2: Well, you know, I I think I addressed the process yesterday, but. You know, Donovan always wants to to be on the floor. He's competitive, and that's something that, you know, he, he's looking forward to. Um, to the extent, you know, the process of, you know, assessing and ascertaining that uh, ultimate result, you know, is, is again, ongoing. And um, as you know, um, and I think everybody's excited um, that Donovan will be back.
7: Uh, next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: I mean, just with the various reports about, you know, Donovan being upset about, you know, being held out of game one, which, you know, you kind of alluded to with him being as competitive as he is, did that require any kind of, you know, meeting today, any kind of getting together between Donovan and you and the training staff and, or or management or anything like that? Or, or was it just, he was available for practice and deemed ready to go and everything's kind of settled?
2: Well, I think after the way we played last night, um, you know, we, we always meet, um, watch film, guys are in the gym. You know, we're moving forward to, you know, what we have to do. And, you know, the, it, it's something that, that's whatever adversity a team goes through. Um, in, in, in this case, you know, if you want to characterize it as that, um, I think one of the things our players, Donovan especially, has been able to do throughout the course of the year, um, is to use that to kind of um, further galvanize and further focus. And that's where our focus is.
7: Ben Anderson, KSL
0: Quinn, I know sometimes you don't like to talk about the games until you get a chance to go back and look at it. What did you see uh, on your second viewing and, and what was different?
2: Well, I think some of the things that I've mentioned even, you know, going into the series is being important for us. You know, we didn't execute um, on the level that we need to. Uh, I think on the offensive end, we got, we got stagnant. Um, you know, when the ball stops moving, you know, they become an even better defensive team because of their length. You know, you saw some of the plays that Kyle Anderson made. Um, you know, really all their guys, um, their physicality. And um, that, that impacted us in our ability to, to take care of the ball. So again, I think those, especially the live ball turnovers and we had some, some plays, some uh, possessions where, you know, we didn't turn it over, um, but we weren't able to get good shots. You know, I think Mike had to take a really couple really tough shots at the end of the clock and all, although those aren't turnovers. Um, they give, you know, your opponent, um, a, a chance to run and put pressure on us in transition. So, um, the defensive end, again, it, one of the keys for us has been all year and it continues to be, and it's something that that we really have to focus on is to defensive rebound. And particularly when Rudy's, you know, tied up with Valanciunas, um, in that matchup, you know, we've got to have other guys that are even more determined on the boards. And I, I thought that's an area we can do better. And then You know, just general things, whether it's, you know, defending John pick and roll, which I mentioned is, you know, is not, not easy. Um, But there's a lot of things that that we need to do a better job of some, some small breakdowns where we go under when we want to go over on a screen. Um, We're not shifted enough on the weak side and there's too much room in the paint. So a lot of little things that, that I think are execution oriented Um, and then, then some other things that, you know, are broader reaching where you don't point Um, to one possession where it's more of a general thing that I think our whole team has to focus on. So we, we can't have breakdowns if, you know, you know, five guys each have one breakdown, that's five breakdowns and that really starts to to impact the game negatively, particularly in a playoff game. Um, I I think Memphis too, that they came out uh, really focused. I think the games that they had played and the competitiveness of, uh, those two previous games was something that was fresh on their minds. Um, you know, I think we have to raise our level in that sense.
7: Drew Hill, the Daily Memphian.
8: Quinn Memphis has mentioned uh, they kind of like to muck things up, I guess, uh, in terms of, you know, the talk and the physicality of the game. Um, how do You guys sort of stay out of those situations um, when playing against them. So you don't give them any fuel.
2: Well, I think, you know, you need to use that. Um, And to the extent that those plays create distractions, um, you know, whether it's a technical foul, you know, there was one quarter at the end of the quarter where we weren't sharp and it cost us, you know, a three point play and, and, and then it's he. So those types of momentum plays, I think there's a fine line, um, you know, between being emotional um, locked in um, you know, just being gritty, Um, and then not being focused. And so in those situations, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever the play may be, uh, I think you have to have more mental focus and put your energy where it can matter, Um, and then more determination during during those situations as well.
7: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: At at this point, who's overseeing Donovan's recovery? Is it the team staff? Is it Donovan's staff? and, And has that changed over the last month?
2: Well, you know, I think there's a collaboration in that regard. And, you know, to the extent, Andy, that, you know, I've continued to maintain, you know, as far as the details of all those things go, I'm not, um, I'm thinking about coaching the team and, you know, those things are happening throughout the organization. And again, with, you know, the overarching philosophy that, you know, we want to do the best thing for the player. And, you know, however, those, those things come to, Um, the results come to pass, you know, those are details I think that, um, are not things that I'm involved or privy to in many instances. So, um, my focus is, is the team and to the degree there are certain things that, you know, you just, you move forward and and that's, I I think where we are right now, it's, you know, if you watch Ted Lasso Andy, but sometimes, you know, your favorite, what your favorite animal is a goldfish because it has a memory of 10 seconds. And that's where we need to be. We need to be moving forward and thinking about game two.
7: All right. Last you watched Ted
2: Lasso, in? Of course I have. You know me.
7: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Should be required watching for coaches. <laughs>
7: All right. We have one last question from Thurl Bailey, Jazz TV. Hey,
6: Coach. Hey, Obviously, um, you know, it, you guys aren't as great defensively when Rudy's not in the game and he got in foul trouble last night, I thought Derek Favors came in and did, did a stellar job. But how do you address the, the mid-range game of teams who aren't necessarily great three-point teams, but even throughout the course of the regular season, you guys maybe struggled a little bit with teams who were very good at that mid-range, making either Rudy or whoever was on the ball Guarding the ball initially. How do you address that as you go through this series in the mid range?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a good question, Thurl. You know, I I think that there's some, you know, just like if, you know, when we, when we, I don't know what we went last night, you know, we shot, we didn't make our threes, right? So um, some of it's a make or miss situation. Um, We had, you know, the top defense in the league. by cleaning the glass, we had the second or third best defense in the league by NBA.com. So the, the, we we did some things right as far as impacting shot distribution. Um, I think the thing that's important about the mid range is, you know, we call them warm up shots. You know, if you're giving up warm up shots, you know, the percentages on those shots um, go way up um, if they're contested um, and they're impacted. Uh, And they're not as deep, for example, Morant got, you know, he got whether it was, there's a fine line between, you know, long twos, you know, and being at the rim, particularly a team that, um, that is so good at shooting, you know, floaters. Um, So there's things tactically that, you know, we, we need to do and, and we've, you know, we've gone through that before, but there's, there's most of the games we've had. um, I choose to, to not say we're giving up mid range shots is, You know, we're forcing certain shots um, that that we're, we're better at guarding those shots um, than we are, you know, other shots. So again, they're they're not things you necessarily want to give up, but to your point, you know, some of it's like we're not going to stop shooting threes because we miss threes. Um, We're not going to stop. You know, I'd rather have a mid range shot than balance dunking the ball. And, but the aftermath of those, I, I think giving up, you know, Offensive rebounds in those situations because we're not, you know, quite as alert. So I would say that there are some subtle adjustments that we need to make. Um, I don't need to get into the details of that right now, obviously, um, but it's not something you're unaware of. But I, I think what you need to do is impact um, impact those shots so they're not warm-up shots, um, and then if you know, hopefully, they don't don't make as many of them. Um, you know that that that's what impacts the game. so you don't want to necessarily give anything up. Um, you want to make everything hard. Um, and then when those shots are created, we want to do a better job of contesting them, making them difficult, making them you know take them a little further out um, and not allow them as much freedom of movement um, you know in that area on the court. but you know part of it M- Morant, you know, he can get a lot of places on the floor mm-hmm. and that's five guys, you know, and we, we can't, you know, guard him um, with one guy. He, he's too quick. And in Brooks's case, that's, that's his game. You know, he can get to that spot and, and that's the shot he wants and he's making that shot. So um, we don't want to give him that shot. So some of it depends on, on personnel and, you know, we don't want to give up Baines threes. You know, if Bane's shooting a mid range shot, You know, I think we can look at all the numbers and say that's um, that's a preferred shot for us, even if he does make it. So all that stuff, I think, gets um, more into personnel and understanding what certain players on the floor want to do and are really good at doing. So every game's uh, a little bit different. Every opponent, I should say. And, you know, we're aware um, of how important that shot is for us to defend and contest. Um, But at at the same time, you know, we don't want Rudy guarding, you know, Morant out on the top of the key, you know, so um, there's a give and take there and we just need to do a better job. I think defensively in a lot of areas and that help hopefully will impact that. If we go, you know, over on a screen, when we should go under, we go under on a screen, we should go over. You know that's when you end up with those shots being you know too easy and warm up shots and there's a comfort there's a a comfort level in taking those shots. Thanks, coach. That's Jazz head
3: coach Quinn Snyder and that last part was actually super important and we will get to that as the show goes along because the headline of course there Quinn Snyder confirming Donovan Mitchell will play Wednesday.
5: No big surprise, right?
3: No, not after the events uh, of today Mm -hmm. have unfolded.
5: So, you know, the whole thing with Donovan and his people and him wanting to play, it's the exact opposite of what Kawhi Leonard did. It is, but the same theme is why it should be concerning.
3: Yes, when there's disagreement. Over playing and injuries and, you know, let's face it, when our bodies, if you're Donovan Mitchell, that's a big issue. And wanting to play and be there for your teammates, all these big issues, and it, 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 it can be delicate. Well, this is much better.
5: Preferable to what happened with Kawhi, where the team wants him to play, but he doesn't want to play.
3: I would agree. And yeah. we, we told that, uh, you know, um, that legendary story about Allen Iverson, where the team, in order to get him not, to not play, had to hide it or hide his shoes or whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of Donovan, he's sitting down uh, to do his media.
9: I mean, obviously, it's no secret uh, what happened. Um, I think, you know, for me, my team, you know, I was definitely. Uh, frustrated and upset uh, that I wasn't able to play. Um, I'm a competitor. I felt I was ready to go. I felt ready to go. And um, fortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, That was not um, how it happened. You know, I I was ready to go uh, when I spoke to you guys about 24 hours ago. Um, And they came to a decision that that's what it was. But the biggest thing for us is moving forward. Like, we lost game one, and we got to handle. You know excuse my language but we got to handle going forward um so i understand it's your job as media, and you'll ask me questions uh but i wanted it to be known that we're moving forward as a group as a unit because we got stuff to handle and as a group and team and go out there and work on um, our game plan and, and stuff like that so um that's how i want to start
10: off
7: all right thanks we'll go ahead and start then with sarah todd deseret news
10: like you said, Donovan, it's our job. So, gotta ask, what changed, or were you told what the reason was between when you talked to us and when you were late scratch yesterday afternoon?
9: Um, honestly, um, I was ready to go, and, and they stat didn't feel like I was ready. Um, that's that's it. Um, to be honest with you, um, wasn't really more to it. Wasn't a setback or anything. Um, I was ready to go and compete and get out there and force it out. Like I said, that wasn't the case.
7: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
9: Don, was that a
8: conversation that they had with you? Were they kind of, you know, asking about your status? Or did they just make that decision themselves and then, you know, tell you how they, you know, what decision they'd come to? Can, kind of how did that play out ahead of the game?
9: Um, at the end of the game, even before the game, um. Yeah, so no, that I was I was told that that was the case. We we you know we sat down and you know, not always going to agree, um, but that's what that was told, and so they stuck with it.
7: Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
9: Domin, I mean, can
1: I ask you? Like, is it testing? Are they asking you to run around and jump? And they decided it didn't look good, or or what happened?
9: There was a bunch of different things. Um, nothing that looked alarming. Um, I will say that. You know, I'm not dragging my right foot along, um, but no, it was just a bunch of different things that, you know, they didn't feel I was ready uh, to go, and that's what it was, and, you know, we'll go out there, and I'm clear for game two, and we're looking to move on from it and go from there. Um, ready ready to go out there and compete for for game two. Tim
7: McMahon, ESPN.com.
0: Donovan, clearly you're frustrated as a competitor who wasn't able to play were you frustrated with the process that led to the decision with the, the communication, uh, how much did that factor into you being upset?
9: Um, No, the biggest thing for me was I just felt, um, you know, I I felt like, you know, the biggest thing was that, you know, I felt like I should, I should have played. That's what, I mean, to be honest with you, I felt like that's, that was, it's no secret. We all know that. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, the experts said no, you know, and I feel like we can, like I said, we can disagree on those things, but you know, that was the frustration. You know, it was, it was, it was unfair to, you know, my team, I was like, man, I feel like I let them down in the sense, you know, when you're not there for me in a playoff game, um, that probably hurts me more than anything else. Um, it eats me, I barely slept because you think about that stuff. Um, so that was really for me where it ate me, uh, where, where it hurt.
8: Were you shocked? I mean, the- it, it didn't appear there was any indication this was a possibility
9: until. I mean, if you want to use that word, sure. I, I didn't expect it, but like I said, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not the expert. If they felt I wasn't ready, then that was the decision that was made, and it happened. But we can harp on what happened, and when I say we, I mean the team, we can harp on what happened or we can move forward because we have, like I said, we have stuff to handle and agenda to get to uh, as far as hopefully going out there and winning the championship. So I spoke to my guys. We all spoke We're. We're good. We're past it. And that's it. Thanks. All right. Uh,
7: next up, Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV.
2: Yeah, Donovan, you talked about moving forward and, uh, you know, you got, got plenty to handle as you approach game two. What was the overall energy and feeling like at practice today coming off of uh, last night's performance?
9: Um, definitely can't overreact. Um, I think you understand that it's a series. You know, they played well, you know, they came out aggressive, Dylan Brooks played well, John Morant finished down the stretch. They have, like I said, like I said before, um, they won eight out of ten to end of the season, then they won the last two or something like that. And they've just they found what they do well. So for us, we did a lot of things not so great. You know, so you combine that and you know, there's things we can look at and make adjustments. And that's the best part about the playoffs, is you know, we can make adjustments and go from there. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, we didn't make shots either, which hurt. But you know, we we have, we see things that we can definitely fix and, and adjust to, and 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 go from there. But you got to give them credit; they played well and they 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 competed. You know, for the full 48 minutes.
7: Dana Green, ABC Four.
5: Don, do you think they brought a level of physicality that maybe you guys didn't expect? I mean, they're obviously a physical team, but uh, they really brought it to you last night.
9: No, for sure. I think they definitely were physical in a bunch of things, trying to blow up actions um, trying to deny stuff. And when it, when we turn the ball over seven, seventeen 17 times, 16 times, he playing into that, you know, and I think that's, uh, you know, kind of, they feed off that, they feed off that energy. And then, you know, it's kind of like a, um, you know, those AU teams, like I got play basketball in New York city, like there's AU teams like that, that pressure the whole game and a physical and 20 gear create turnovers. And they're that way in a sense and hats off to them for being energetic and continuously going out there on every possession. But, you know, for us, we got to stay sharp mentally. Um, you know, and stuff, nothing we haven't seen before. We just got to go out there and execute. I don't think we did that to our best of our capabilities last night.
7: Andy Larson, Sally Tribune.
8: Donovan, the ESPN report said that kind of what happened over the last month was your your rehab changed at first, kind of more in charge from the team point of view, and then maybe more your personal trainers being in charge. Kind of, first of all, is that true? And then second of all, uh, you know, kind of if, if an injury or something does happen in the future, who would be, you know, how would that, how would that play out?
9: Um, first off, hats off to whoever got that information. That's impressive. Um, that's very impressive, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, you know, it's, it's no secret guys have used their own people for sure. Um, I felt like we're working in conjunction with the team. It's not like a picking sides type deal. Um, <clears throat> I think that's that, that was one of the, the best things about it. we started progressing forward and collaborative effort and, you know, at the end of the day, it's the team's decision to, to whether I'm clear or not, you know, and I feel like that's that's the message, it's like that's it, you know, and we, they, they, we chose to, they chose to say what wasn't clear and good to go, and that's what it was, but um, that didn't play a role into, uh, uh, if you're trying to say, if that's, I don't know what ESPN said, but if that's, um, that didn't play a role, but that did, that did happen. It's not, um, it's normal for, for players to do that. Um, so it's not like a foreign, a foreign thing.
7: Drew
8: Hill, Daily Memphian. Donovan, after watching the game last night, is there an area specifically you think uh, where you'll be able to make an impact on this matchup? And do you expect to have to shake off some rust after, you know, missing all that time and then trying to jump into the middle of a playoff series?
9: Um, Well, first off, you know, I think the the turnovers were the biggest piece. You know, whether I'm there or not, we can't turn up all over 16, 16 times. I think for me, just alleviate that pressure. You know, Dylan Brooks is a hell of a defender. Um, like I said, they're a physical team. And just being able to alleviate some of that, I think, will generate open looks. And like I said, we missed a lot of open looks last night. We missed a lot, you know, even with our 16 turnovers. So it's nothing to be like, I'm going to come in and just change everything. You know I mean? There's a lot of things we did, even when I was out, that we did really well. And I think that's the biggest thing that we should look at as a team. We did a lot of things really well and our small mistakes or what led us to lose game one. Uh, I'm just going to come out there and just do what I do what I do, you know, at the best I can, and kind of go go from there. Uh, but I'm not not looking to to just go out there and just try and change everything. One man solo show like this is a team thing, and we've been out there doing this all year. Um, and I think that's that's the best part about this team is it's not just one guy; it's collaborative effort, collaborative group, and we're going to go out there and do every can to, to win game two and win the series. Sam Amick, The Athletic.
10: Donovan, good to see you.
1: You you mentioned the dynamic with the team medical staff and your people. And I just kind of wondered, to be clear, did your folks feel like you were ready to roll or was there agreement from those two sides? And and second quick follow up is it's not ideal. I think you would agree to have a guy of your stature this frustrated at such an important time. I mean, you talk about moving on. Are you pretty confident that in terms of the the internal dynamics, you guys can move forward right away?
9: Yeah, I mean, we had a meeting with the team. I talked to the team myself and I said, "Look, guys, like I talked to just my teammates. I said, "Look, we're in here together." Um I don't know if I should have shared that, but that's what it is. We're in here together and I want them I want my teammates first before anything else to understand that that's what it is, you know, and at the end of the day, it was made to be a big thing, which is like I said your job, that's what you guys get paid to do and I understand that, but we're here to win, we're here to win games and I couldn't be out there to do that and I was frustrated. Uh it's as simple as that. Um, it was all, I, I felt like I was ready to play All well, signs were pointing me to play. And then I wasn't, um, that's what happened. I don't really know. Like there's no internal, like that's what happened. And we're here and we're going to move on from this and focus on game two. Cause if we sit here and worry about that, then we're not focused on the task at hand and we're playing a really good Memphis team. And that's what we got to go out there and find a way to compete and, and go out there and win. Thank you. Uh,
7: thorough Bailey jazz TV.
6: Hey, Donovan, obviously, uh, You know, your presence makes a huge difference on this team. Um, Knowing that you're ready, do you feel like there's going to be any type of limitations, minute restrictions or anything like that, based on uh, how you feel you want to contribute
9: on Wednesday? Um, It's a conversation to be had. Um, I mean, if anybody plays, they'll tell you, man, I want to play the full 48. Like, that's that's anybody, you know what I mean? But, um, I'm going to go out there and just play every minute that I can, you know, whether we have one or not, you know, I won't share if we do because we haven't had that discussion uh, to be honest with you uh, thorough, uh, but I'm ready to go full bore, you know, if needed. So um, it's playoffs, you know, at the end of the day, but, you know, understanding that you got to be smart with my body too, you know, understanding that because right. seen in the past and we all have seen it, that the guys kind of push it and then you end up making it worse. So you got to be smart with it as well. And that's a conversation we'll have collaboratively as a group and, and go from there. Thanks, Don.
7: Follow-up from Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
10: Donovan, all all indications were that you were going to play in game one, so I'm wondering, is there any fear that the same thing would happen for game two? No.
7: All right, and next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: Don, you mentioned that uh, you'd had a meeting with your teammates saying, you know, you guys are in this together. Did you have a meeting with the coaches or training staff or management or anything to kind of dissect and, and, and evaluate the process of how things went down yesterday? Was there any kind of follow-up today to kind of go over what had happened and, and how that process evolved?
9: Uh, no, I mean, the only thought was really to clear me um, and just go from there. And that was that was pretty much it. Um, no it was no big organic, like, discussion. It was no big thing. Like, this is the playoffs. We're focused on one goal. You know what I mean? This is not the time for all that. Um, and I think the biggest thing for us is we gonna go out there and try and win a championship. Um, I just want to make sure the guys that I'm going to battle with every day, you know, I think I took that personally when I was like, look, like, I want to make sure we're all on the same page. And that doesn't change because at the end of the day, you know, we have phones, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, and this has been everywhere. So I, it's, it's, it's one thing to kind of let it linger and fall, or you can just go ahead and kill it from the jump, you know, and that's what I wanted to accomplish with my team meeting, and it wasn't even really a meeting. It was really like a few sentences, and that was it. Um, but I wanted to accomplish that. But you no, know, it's playoff time and all the other stuff is is whatever.
5: Wow, that was something. That was one heck of a presser, <laughs> right? Oh, that
9: was something.
5: That those were excellent questions asked and Donovan answered them mostly straightforward. That was good stuff all the way around.
3: Well, there's a lot to dive into, a lot to digest uh, that we will get to uh, coming up. So stay tuned to a couple of press uh, media availabilities there back to back. That was uh, a lot, a lot to go through. So we'll get to that coming up next. Uh, but joining us now, let's get out to the zone phone. He's going to be uh, hanging out with us throughout the show. He's our buddy, Matt Harrison, uh, calling in from the Loan Depot. What's going on, Matt? How are you?
1: Man, I, I'm just so riveted in, in the last conversation with Donovan. I'm like, I think I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was,
3: uh, you know, oh. I've been of a lot of press conferences over the years, Matt, and that, that was really something. So, uh, oh, so yeah, good. you don't hear that every day. Well, let's, let's talk about how to help people. I mean, because uh, you're doing reverse mortgages. You're, you're getting the word out about how the program has changed and can really benefit people.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm, I, again, you guys know, I've been on the show, um, and, and on many shows, um, you know, with the zone. I, I'm passionate about this program. I absolutely love it. It's something that is helping so many seniors and, um, it, you know, and really my, my goal throughout the afternoon is to really promote what this program is and to clear up any of the, the misconceptions about it. Um, and so we're going to kind of hit it, you know, in stride as we kind of move our way through, but, I think the first question that you know, as far as a listener, that you should be asking yourself is: is first, you know, if you're 62 or over, or you have a parent that is 62 or over, um, and you know they've got a, or, or you've got a you know, a sizable equity position in your home, and what the reverse mortgage allows you to do is make a, a choice to have the principal and interest payments become an optional thing for you to do. If you own it free and clear. There's a line of credit option. We're going to get into that in a big way here, uh, probably in our next segment. Um, but the, the flexibility to not have to make a principal or interest payment on a monthly basis is huge, and it changes so many lives um, you know, for the better. Well, awesome. So, all right. I know you're you're really,
3: really good at making yourself available in a variety of different ways to get the ball rolling, and where where folks can really learn how this can do, uh, you know, work for them. In fact, you give out your cell phone number. How about that in today's day and age?
1: I know, crazy, huh? <laughs> um, well, I trust our listeners; they're good. They're good people. So, there's there's three different ways you can connect with me. Um, first is my cell phone: 801 eight zero one three three zero. 2200, again, 801-330-2200. You can go to my website, ReverseOurHome.com. Again, ReverseOurHome.com. And on the 16th of June, we're going to be doing a live uh, catered event at noon in Salt Lake um, where this is going to be 100% informational. Um, you can feel free to drop by. We're going to do kind of a, an RSVP on that so we you know how much food to order. But this is all about educating, teaching you about this program. It has changed so much in the last three years, and we're going to talk about that uh, over the next uh, few hours with you guys.
3: Awesome, Matt. We're excited to have you aboard today. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. All right. That's reversehourhome.com or 801-330-2200. We're talking jazz basketball next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30 point bell. bell. It's your
3: bottom of the hour Jazz update the Jazz trail the Grizzlies in their best of seven playoff series, uh, one game to none after a 112 109 loss last night at Vivint Arena. Donovan Mitchell did not play. Is he going to play on Wednesday? Yes, he is. How do we know? Because of this exchange.
10: Donovan, all all indications were that you were going to play in game one. So I, I'm wondering, is there any fear that the same thing would happen for game two?
3: <laughs> no. He's going to be playing. Uh, that game two is coming your way on Wednesday night uh, here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at eight, uh, 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage live from the plaza outside of Vivint Arena. Uh, will be at uh, 7 o'clock. This update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks working from home or with a hybrid workforce. Get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, playing a little catch-up after uh, hearing from Coach Schneider and Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell with a very uh, thorough media availability there, Gordon, with with a lot to chew on. But long and short of it, Donovan wanted to play in Game 1. The staff, that's as specific as we got there. The staff... Told him no at the last minute, and uh, he was none too pleased. In fact, we've listened to a lot of Donovan Mitchell media availabilities, Gordon, and uh, he doesn't often sound like that.
5: No, he doesn't, and he. I appreciate his candor. I mean, he was mad. He wanted to play, and he wanted his teammates to know that he wanted to play uh, so that they didn't think that he was leaving them in the lurch with some sort of last-minute demand. Oh, wait, I'm going to be careful because I don't want to damage myself and my career. The way I look at it really is I'm no doctor, right? No doctor. But I think the way Donovan may have been looking at it is saying, hey, man, I'm ready to go. I feel like I can do this. What good is another day or two going to do? And let's go now. You know, He knows that his team needs him, and he probably figures, if I'm going to get injured again, I'm going to get injured again. What difference does another day mean? You know, But somebody – with the Jazz, decided that, uh, nope, that's uh, not the way it was going to go, and, and he could not play. But I thought the questions that were asked in that press conference were absolutely on target, and Donovan answered most of them straightforward. So what do we know now that we weren't sure about
3: before? Well, we, <laughs> we got the gist of everything from the ESPN um, article, but this, this speaks to a really delicate dance in sports. Because injury is something that, that comes along with it by nature. Sure. And so there's there's a wide spectrum of how folks handle injury, pain, those sorts of things, how people heal at different rates. I mean, it's, it's really... It's really difficult because you're relying on this doctor-patient relationship, right. re- which requires, you know, faith in one another and and all sorts of really delicate things. And if you're a franchise, you want your players out there, but strategically because you want them healthy and there's these competing interests sometimes. In this case, it's, it's a player wanted to play and the team was overly cautious. Other times, it's the team pressing the player to play. I mean, how— uh, horrible are those videos where you see college football coaches putting concussed players yes. back into the game. You know, oh. I mean it. It's it's this weird, delicate relationship that is very serious. Well, what you, desc- you described there is
5: much worse than what happened last night. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I would <laughs> get agree. out there. Come on, get out there. As <laughs> opposed to that, no, we care deeply about you. We want to make sure you're right. absolutely ready to go before we let you on the floor. So I. It, and what happens when when it's like 50-50, you know, it's split down the middle. Maybe one doctor would say, okay, it's all right for you to go. Another doctor might disagree. And sometimes there are those disagreements. Um, it made me wonder, as the thought went through my mind, I wonder what would happen if that had been Carl Malone. Hmm. He would have played, right? Because he almost always did. But maybe this particular medical staff is a little more cautious, because they they what the the worst thing that could have happened is if they had sent Donovan out there and he had tweaked the ankle again and the Jazz had still lost. Now now what does that future look like?
3: Well, here, here's how I would process it, honestly. And and hey, there's there's a reason that. Uh You know, I don't have this kind of role anywhere and I'm sitting here talking to you. But uh, if if I were having a discussion with Donovan and I'm thinking about the risk reward factor in this particular circumstance, nobody out there likes being told something that they don't want because it's for their own good. (laughs) Nobody likes having that power taken away from them. Yeah. Nobody does. Right. So if you're going to do that, you better be it better be the most important thing. You got going because you've got that relationship with the player where you have to trust each other when it comes to injuries. And so if you're not going to trust the player or if you're going to tell the player, listen, you're not going to play because we know better than you about you. (laughs) <laughs> then you really better mean it i mean it may it better be the most important thing in the world and, and maybe it is i don't i don't know we don't even know who's making the decision we just heard staff
5: that could be anybody well this happens this happens all the time during a game someone gets hurt and they come on the sideline and they then they're ready to go again but a doctor comes along and says no you're not going yeah so it does this is a common occurrence now, this isn't the only time but, this has happened, but it better be that concussed kid
3: on the sideline. You know what I mean. It better be that kid where you really are. This is a no-brainer. This is in your best interest. You cannot go back out onto the football field. If we're talking about, you know, some pain tolerance with a sprained ankle from a month ago, and the the player's motivation is to be there, play, and be with his team. Yes. Then I... To prevent that, I, has to be a slam dunk. It has to be a... That's, that, that is how I would process it. But I don't, I don't have but, all the information, either the, to you. But that's how I would process it. If I'm going to say, no, you can't, it's for your own good, it,
5: it better darn well be right. But here's the confusing part. What, uh, like, 18 hours later, he's a full go for the next game? And so, what happened? Because okay, so you're not good enough to go last night, but at uh, I don't know what time, but at uh, you know two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going, man. I'm playing. You know so what, what you know what, what, what happened. So what happened in the in the last
10: 18 uh,
3: hours? Uh somebody <laughs> uh and I say somebody because Donovan Well anyway, uh somebody leaked the story to ESPN. That's what happened. Well, yeah, but okay, so
5: then so what's
3: the result? So then the staff Gets their arm twisted, and now he's playing.
10: Donovan. All all indications were that you were going to play in game one, so I, I'm wondering: is there any fear that the same thing would happen for game two?
1: <laughs>
5: no. I, I love the sigh, and I love the definitive right. answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that story, now, It comes to a point where, if if, if <laughs> once this has all been processed, if Donovan Mitchell wants to play. And is convinced he can play; he's your guy, right?
3: He's your guy. I, I, yeah, yeah. And he. Well, let's not forget that he wants to play. But I, you got to tread lightly because this is such a difficult thing to talk about because you don't know the whole yeah. story. We're we, not you, doctors you, you, here. Right. We get that.
5: So okay, we're. Why we're but there we're, can we, be a difference of opinion. See, that's the interesting part of it. And someone laid the laid the, the gavel down last night and said, boom, you're not going. And he probably pitched a fit. Yeah. Hmm.
3: All right, stay tuned. Uh, Coach Chiesa is going to join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. It's a big show. This uh, obviously will continue this hot topic all day long. Stay, stick with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll get to Coach Gordy Chiesa coming up right around the corner. Band of the Day today, Bob Dylan. Happy 80th to Mr. Robert Zimmerman. Uh, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. 80 years young, Gordon. Only 80? How do
5: you like that? Oh, you thought he... I'm not you kidding. Thought he, you thought he turned 80 I thought like we were coming ago. up on
3: a century here. Uh, I... Here's the thing: I've seen Bob in concert a bunch of times, like like seven, eight times, something like that. And the last time I saw him was at the the Eccles uh, Theater down here, and I came away a little concerned. <laughs> and how many years ago was that, uh, now? Mean that? And that was probably two, three years ago. Uh huh. So I and and absolutely a big Bob fan here, but I did I did come, <laughs> I didn't come out of that concert thinking like, wow, great concert. I thought, wow, well, the music was pretty good,
5: but I'm a little worried. <laughs> Was he uh what did he you like a walker on the stage or no, he just had a nurse with him. no,
3: but like there were these parts this is terrible this is Do you have like an i v bag there were these parts during the the show where he got up from behind his piano and grabbed the <laughs> microphone kind of like a like a crooner of yesteryear you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and the microphone I think was more of uh like. A necessity than it was a prop. Does that make any sense? So he got up to do a little dance and I held the microphone, and I was happy. He was that, dancing. I was happy the microphone was there. It, and and it was not a it was not a it was not a, a lively a lively dance. But I'm still glad I win. Still enjoyed the music. It was very good. <laughs> well, you're
5: a huge fan.
3: I am. And and the great thing about his concerts is they're always very different. He'll, he'll play his hits, but the only thing you'll recognize about them is is
5: some of the words. <laughs> if there's a melody there, jump aboard well, somewhere. No, there, no, no, no. He just plays it different styles, right? Well, I mean, it sounds to me like you just <laughs> you wanted to hand him an oxygen tank. I was
3: a little worried. That's all. I was just a little worried. So anyway, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's with us on his 80th. That is terrific. All right, uh, let's jump uh, out to the Zone phone. Joining us now is our friend Matt Harrison from Loan Depot. And uh, Matt, uh, you, you know, not quite to, to necessarily to uh, Bob's 80th, but if uh, you're planning your retirement, you're planning your twilight years. If you're uh, you know in that mode or preparing for that mode, listen up because there's a lot to learn.
1: Yeah, there really is, guys. So you know when you're looking at at uh, you know getting you know a little bit older and as we get closer to sixty two we, we there's a couple of things that start to become kind of apparent to us. We we know that our, our income might be something that's going to start to decrease you know over time and you know we might wanna, you know, call it a day. Um, you know, Gordon, I, I don't know how long you're planning on working, but at some point, you know, you're gonna ride off into the sunset and you know, maybe be on stage, uh, you know, with your own microphone at some point. I'd definitely pay to see that. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but, you know, when when you've been using, you know, your money over the last, you know, 30, 50, whatever years it is to, to you know, build equity in your home, um, you either have your home paid off um, or you still have a mortgage on it. And And let's hit the if we still have a mortgage on it. So a lot of my clients start out by saying, you oh, know, Matt, I, I've, I've only got you know $100,000 left in this. I'm, I'm going to continue to kind of pay this down and pay this off. And, and one of the things that you can do with a reverse mortgage is that you can treat it like a forward mortgage. So, But here's the big differences. When you have a normal mortgage, um, you are obligated to make those principal and interest payments every single month. Um, if you get a reverse mortgage, that becomes optional. However, there's a big difference. So one of the programs in the reverse space is you're able to have a line of credit. And when you make a payment, first off, it's optional. But one of the things that's different is that when you make the payment, not only is it lowering down your loan balance, just like it would with a forward mortgage, but dollar for dollar, that payment's going into a line of credit that is building for you with interest that you could take back out if you ever needed it. So a lot of people are getting excited about this because you know, your home is this asset, but you can't really draw money on it if you need it unless you go through a traditional refinance, or you know, you sell it, or get a you know a home equity line of credit. This allows for a line of credit that's going to grow over time, and if you make payments, is going to grow even faster.
3: Well, let's let's talk about how to get uh, our hands on more info, and I want to hear a little bit more about this exciting event you have coming up. Uh, you, you had me at catered, Matt. <laughs>
1: Anything with food, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. Um,
1: yeah, so we're going to be holding an event um, on the 16th of June. It'll be at noon down in Salt Lake. We'll get the address information out to those that are interested. it uh, be down in the Sugar House area. Um, but we're going to be going through and really educating and teaching about this program. Uh, it'll be an open forum for questions. Um would love to have anyone that is interested in learning more about it for yourself or possibly for your parents. Um, this would be a great opportunity to, uh, you know, really dive deep into this program and see how it works and how it can uh, how it can help you. So, a couple of ways to get a hold of me. As you guys know, I'm I'm free with my phone. So, my cell phone 801-330-2200. Again, 801-330-2200. You can also reach me um, on my website. It's reverseourhome.com. Again, reverseourhome.com, and you know, got a great You know, a lot of great information to give out to people.
3: Reverseourhome.com or his cell, 801-330-2200. He's our friend Matt from Lone Depot. Thanks, Matt.
1: Thanks, guys.
3: Coach Chiesa joins us next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.